0: Hello, Carl.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm good. With you, know, do you know, what? thank you for being here. Of I was on my year of the most inspirational people I've met, and you have been one of them.
1: Me? That's cool, man. <laughs> I just lost you. You lost me. You have me? been one
0: of them. So, my... Oh, yeah. Like my you went you you a little me? bit like, um, I can see you, yeah.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So the idea of this is to redirect people back to who they are. And in that, Carl, who are you?
1: I am a child of the Most High. The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. And I am his servant on this planet to do his work, to serve others, to be an inspiration to others, to the best of my ability and to learn from these experiences. Because what I learn, I apply and what I apply makes me better. And when I'm better, I can better serve. So it's a cycle. That was a brilliant answer. You gotta take that answer. Wow. That was brilliant.
0: It was (laughs) so profound and as you were saying it I just want to say like, God bless your soul yes and there's an you God bless your soul and because it is your soul and today I was listening to one of your songs around fire and that element of that fire of your soul I feel that no matter whatever's happened to you in your life what I get from you Carl which is very inspiring is that you don't ever stop, you don't ever give up, you always channel it. And that is a remarkable gift.
1: It is. talk a little bit
0: more about your journey, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I've learned, I'm in film, as you know, film and television, we have yet to still work on something together, but we will at at some point when the time is right. Um, What I've learned in my journey is uh, how to be a better, uh, servant. And I said that when we opened, but the reason why I say servant is because we think that we're, 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 you know, we did a show together called unmasking. And, but to a certain degree, we're masking through our talents. We're masking through our abilities. We're masking through our gifts. We're masking through our, our careers. And what I've learned, I think more than anything is that these things are only just that they're masks. because at the end of the day, um, you're still touching people's lives in a negative or positive. And so it's just kind of our excuse. So my journey has been trying to navigate from realizing that I'm not in a career, but I am in purpose and when you're in purpose things just seem to unfold for you to grow. So my journey has been a growth process. I've been through obviously like anybody that's watching. I've had my ups and my downs like anybody else and it's been challenging. But um I don't quit because I feel that the most high is in control because he lives inside of me so if i'm making decisions that are best for me then my journey is going to always work out the way it's supposed to work out doesn't matter what's around me so you know i could give you this story of hey i've had it oh it was bad it was rough but why because it i learned from all of it
0: wow Carl, you are a true hero. And as you step into that, it's like you are stepping into your power. And what you're saying is everything's growth. And I'm here in my power to serve the world through that growth. Which is absolutely beautiful. And it's something we all need to hear, especially as it's coming up to the Christmas holidays. And I feel lots of people might not have the picture-perfect christmas in their minds and knowing it's about serving (laughs) and stepping into your heart using your talents and gifts because that's the biggest gift you can give you
1: absolutely being
0: true to yourself and oh god so true you're like marina i could i could play the victim here i could but the thing is i mean look it's all perspective because our journey makes us us right sometimes we need to turn around and go do you know what you know, this is what's happening in my life, <laughs> and this is how I'm dealing with it. And it kind of makes us more real, anyway, because we're all human. We don't we escape. Are human. We're not we're AI absolutely. just yet.
1: We are human. We are human. But I, I think that the the for for me for my journey, um, I used to play victim. I used to play victim. I used to feel the the powerlessness of not being able to control my destiny. And to a certain degree, we still have this thing that some people call fate, you know, some things just gonna be what they're gonna be. You have no control over it. Um, I think there's an element of that in everybody's life and everybody's circumstances and everybody's journey. There are certain things that are just gonna unfold how they're gonna unfold. But I think, um, you know, some people say it's how you react to it is what creates the man or woman that you want to be. And I I just like to approach it that way because it keeps you humble. You know what I mean? You don't go out too confident and just, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna conquer the world. And then if something bad happens, you're disappointed. It's more about just staying balanced. You know what I mean? Just being able to know that your power you hold even though you're you are directing your movie your story at the end of the day the yes. most you know what i mean you're directing it but at the end of the day the most the most high might throw things at you the universe some people call it the universe might throw things at you to, to test you to see are you really who you say you are are you really who you really want to be mm-hmm. and i think sometimes people mistaken that for lower rim journey and we call it the lower realms you know the the negativity the, the the darkness some people might call it um and so sometimes we think that darkness is is not needed but i think it's needed to a degree because it it molds you into being the tough person that you see yourself as and so um yeah so for me it's just about staying humble it's not so much that I'm, hey, I'm conquering the world. No, it's more like I'm conquering the world with the power that I have, because I'm directing my story.
0: It's beautiful because it's very love-driven. It's very heart-centered. And what you're talking of is conquering yourself. It's that element of, hey, I'm in harmony, I'm in balance. What's going on outside there can't affect inside here. And actually, it's okay to own a bit of my darkness and my shadow and go, well, you know, I'm okay with the darkness. I mean, look, listen, a little bit of darkness, is, we we all need that. And it's owning it and going, hey, it's part of who I am. And then we don't project that on others.
1: That's the key. Don't project your darkness on others. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to, at least. Yeah. <laughs> because that... That, that. but it is... <laughs> it's but that's hard you know because you know you're human as you said earlier
0: how have you struggled with not projecting your darkness
1: how have i struggled hmm uh i think i i i can say i can put it this way one of my pet peeves now is to process the the dark energy that I feel before I express it to others. Um, And I used to didn't do that. Like, I would be like, look, if you (laughs) stepped on my toe, you're going to get dealt with, (laughs) you know? Um, Because Mm -hmm. there's still a hard element even to darkness. We call it emotion. But emotion can go dark or light at any given time if you're not careful. Obviously, you want to stay in the light. And that's how I live now. But before I became the person that I am becoming, um, yeah, I would go there. Yeah, I would go dark. I would be that person that would basically lash out and project onto others whatever that was bothering me or whatever that I was dealing with. That's That would probably be the struggle that I have now overcome because now I understand that we, there's things that we see and there's things that we don't see the unseen world. And what we have to know is we have to know our power in the seen world is controlled by the unseen, but we can control the unseen world by how we react, how we function, how we spiritually connect, which is a vital part of my life, spiritually connecting and not being afraid. Like I'm not afraid of darkness because I control my life. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't fear anything. I have no fear. Some people use fear in a, in a positive that God bless you people that can do that. But I just don't fear. doesn't work on me like it used to, but it doesn't work on me. I don't, I don't fear anything except the most high. And when I fear the most high, I mean, reverence, respect, the most high. So yeah, that would be my journey. Just probably just projecting onto people in a very negative way, (laughs) angrily.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel the anger. Like as you were saying it, I was like, I can feel the anger But also anger comes with a lot of passion. Yeah. A lot of passion. And I think channeling that anger in the right way and also not disassociating from it. Right. Because so often we make an emotion wrong. So like we're saying, like we put these emotions in the darker realm. Well, you know, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, there's an element of... Anger, you know, I can smile on them, but you know, if I need to get angry, I'm going to channel that anger and I'm going to do what I need to do in this world. Right. And if I need to go and hit a punch, punch, punch bag, I'm going to punch it. And I'm going to get it out until I need to get it out. Even if I coach a client, we'll both be screaming together and I'll scream with them because I don't want them to feel ashamed of the anger. Right. It's almost like if we've got unprocessed anger, we become like a loaded gun, don't we? Like ready, ready to go. I'm going to shoot you because I haven't processed this stuff. And only sometimes when we can sit with it and be with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the other thing too is uh, I think that a lot of us, um, how can I put this? I think a lot of us struggle with accepting who we really are. Um, And that's part of the process of sometimes when... Why the darkness is so dark is because you're not even accepting who you really are. You can't, if you can't accept who you really are, then you can't change to become what you really meant to be. Write that down. That was good. That was good. What I just said was off the chain. That was good. You have to. But
0: <laughs> well, that is good. That is good. But the, the element of yes and not but, but yes and there's an element of. Yeah, I love that, but it's almost that integration I feel. It's almost like, do we need to, it's just integrating. It's going like, okay, like I know that I could be triggered and I've got this, you know, side of me that I don't want to bring out really, that's going to trigger me. And what's good about that? Okay, if somebody turned around and went to me, Marina, you bitch. It's going, well, what's good about being a bitch? Because A, I don't get taken advantage of. I can stay in my power. And when that's I need good. to have boundaries and be strong. I'm
1: That's really good. I like that. that. That's how I raised my daughter. Actually, I feel like that what you just said was very good because sometimes we're projecting something as dark when it's actually a tool that can be used in a, in a positive. I like what you just said. That's really good. So in other words, if somebody calls you, a bitch it could be that you're just assertive <laughs> you know or you're focused or it could, it, it doesn't have to take that's on the role of right. right right i like that i like and I, that's how i see my daughter she's very um my daughter is how can i put it my daughter is very opinionated she's nine but she's very opinionated um she's very No nonsense. She wants it to go this way. And if it doesn't go this way, she just gets extremely disoriented. But I think, you know, I look at that and I go, that's, that's, you know, CEO qualities, (laughs) you know, like she can, she's ready to run a fortune 500 company. She's ready to be an attorney. She's ready to be a rock star, whatever she chooses to be an ice skater, because she's able to go. No, this is what I'm doing. This is how it's going to go. I did my research. I trust my decisions. This is it. And so somebody somebody else might label that as she's difficult. Oh my God. She has, she's horrible. But it's perspective because that tool is needed in her life. You know? She's the only child. You
0: nurture that. You nurture
1: that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do. I I give her that confidence to be that because she needs that, that that's, I love that she can rely on her own decisions and feel safe and confident in her decisions and not feel insecure in her decisions. I love that.
0: Yeah, it's powerful. And again, it's uh, us only judging what is light and dark. And when we can be with ourselves fully and go, okay, well, I've lived with myself for, hmm, I'm coming up to like 40 years on Valentine's Day. But I've lived with myself for 40 years. It's fine. I, you know, I know myself. Sometimes I can be. <laughs> but it can't affect us, can it? I mean, someone could call you anything you want. It'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. You know? Right. Yeah, I can be. And then their the face is like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, because you took the power. And what's good
0: it. about that? It's only when you own it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, only t- when we t- don't own our shadow. Saying, you're basically we- telling that you yeah. telling that person, okay, yeah, you're right. And <laughs> you take your power back, you know?
0: Yeah, and I'm still shining. Thank you very much. I'm still shining and staying here. And whatever you're saying doesn't affect me because I know who I am. And the the human journey is light and dark. And whoever's going to sit there and cast judgment on that well we could look at the bible couldn't we kyle do not judge and you will not be judged you know yes, it's one of my favorite absolutely because we we say it again. because who are we to judge ourselves even like the more we judge ourselves harshly the more we judge others and when we turn around and go do you know what i'm doing okay actually i did i had a rough, I had it rough x y and z and right now i'm doing well when we can do that to ourselves Only then can we do that to others.
1: That's really good. In fact, we could even go as far as this. When you judge yourself, you're reflecting and projecting that you want that to be brought back to you. So, yeah, that's another nugget. Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, because people will mirror that. They will mirror that. You're just home in on it, even if you don't realize it, because it's the way that you're looking at yourself. And then the whole world then mirrors that back to you.
1: Absolutely. But when you look, but when you say, I am okay, the most High made me exactly the way I'm meant to be. He made no mistakes. Then that will come back to you as well. People will see you that way. And I- do you know what, Carl? Opportunities what will I'm see you that it? way.
0: What Yes.
1: you not making it any it. bit
0: wrong because you are perfect. You're perfect. You are perfectly created in the image of God, you know, to go back to the Bible. But, you know, who are we to judge that we're not perfect? That you're not perfect, that I'm not perfect. We're all perfectly created. And yet, somehow, we get a bit confused. <laughs> and I've been there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that comes from, um, you know, we we just live in a society that tells you you're, you're not good enough. You're not perfect enough. So people internalize that and they focus on that energy and it just keeps what, you know, the digital world figured us out very well. What they figured out was if we keep everybody focused on fixing themselves, then they'll never see themselves as the perfection that they already are. That's another nugget. That was good. That was good. That was good. I
0: think (laughs) very beautiful. Very beautiful because it's in the essence, of course, it limits us. If we are if we are thinking we're not enough, then we are easily targeted. We're easily sold to, we're easily manipulated. We're easily everything like if we're just like, Hey, it's cool. I'm good enough. I'm good with me. Then there's nothing left to do, but create and serve and step into that.
1: If we knew how good we already were, commercials would never work. You would never need a commercial. It would never work because The commercial is totally dependent upon you saying, I need something more than what I already am, than what I already have.
0: And how do you think this affected
1: you in
0: your life? Do you
1: think you've been
0: brought into that in your life?
1: Have I did what in my life? So
0: have you you gone down the road of like purchasing things or doing things, being sold to, and then being like,
1: Oh man, absolutely. I can give you probably two short stories if you want to hear them. So, um, I remember the first time I was I had one of my older films that I did. I had a huge one night I had a huge um a huge a bunch of extras on my set, right? And so, you know, I show up and I had on I went and bought all these nice clothes. And I had a, at the time I had like the top of the line Mercedes Benz that year. I still have a Benz, but I, it's not top of the line because I don't live like that anymore. But um, I had the top of the line Mercedes Benz. I was, you know, I walked into my set, you know I'm just thinking I'm just, you know, the the man, you know and so I look at, the, you know, I look at this extra and she's an extra and she was really beautiful girl on the on the set. And I told her, I said, man, you're beautiful. I wish I could be with you. And she says, you can be with me if you want to. So she comes to my hotel room that night and we did whatever we did. And um, the next morning, um, this guy, he sees me in the lobby of the hotel I at, And he's like, um, he sees me and he goes, man, you, you, uh, you the man, you know, you got this nice car, you got girls, you got this, you got that and he was like but what do you have in your soul and i was like whoa what does your do, do, are you empty whoa. are you homeless so are you is your soul homeless basically oh and it was like whoa ooh, ooh,
0: and that's ooh, when I it oh carl oh like, i have literally got shivers like in my heart like and my legs, it's just, honestly, just almost like that, like just hit me.
1: Yeah. And, and it hit and, you like
0: that.
1: Yeah, in that moment, that was really probably the transition for me. It took a little longer, but the transition started then because it made me realize that everything I had, everything that I have, it, it was attracting the things that I didn't want actually because my insecurity and my not and my inability to know my self-worth was wanting to impress people so I could be liked. I could be followed, I could be looked at as the man when the truth was I didn't need any of that stuff. What I needed was to feel that from within, which I do now. I feel it within now. So now I can I don't care what anybody think i have or don't have it i could care less you know and what's weird is actually when i started taking the attitude of i don't care what people think i have or don't have then things started coming to me like like yeah. like this like water it was just like coming to me just all these wonderful opportunities you know money you know what people call success but it's because I now have the attitude of okay now I have these things that I can go help other people with. I can now help other people. I have enough. Okay, I got enough here. I can do this. I have plenty here. I have plenty there. So now I can go help other people with whatever that comes in. Yay. As opposed to look at me the look at me show I call it. The look at me show is depressing and it and it's and it actually makes you angry because you're you're only focused on your feelings as opposed to feeling the energy. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, feeling the energy of how do I serve others? How do I help others? How do I be a light to others? And so, yeah, that's probably my the biggest story I have uh, that I think would resonate to people. And that is just that the whole image, the P. Diddy image, man. That was me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Wow. And do you know what? After that hotel room, you know, with a girl, you know, you don't mind me asking, but what was it like? You know, you, you know, you met her on set, you had sex with her in the hotel room. I did. Was it it was, um, was it like, next, what was that like?
1: The next, well, in the moment it felt good because it's sex with a girl, you know, <laughs> but after it was the feeling afterwards that I didn't like. It was the feeling of i knew that i used her i knew that she used me you know and it was the feeling of emptiness the emptiness of not doing it because you genuinely like the person you know you just you're just trying to portray an image of something you know the image of something can destroy your life um faster than anything because You're living in this insecure mindset and you're not making sound decisions. You know, you're not, you're not protecting yourself. I didn't know this lady, this girl could have been a setup. You know, I didn't know anything. I just saw that she was pretty and I brought her to the room. You know, you don't make sound judgment. You don't make sound decisions, you know? And so the feeling in the time was great, you know, uh, but afterwards it wasn't, it was really, really, um. It was dark actually. It was a very dark feeling.
0: I can I can feel like there's almost what you're saying is there was no emotional connection. So you didn't even know who she was. Like, as a person, it was a soul it wasn't on the soul level, it was very body level. What you're saying, it was very like, Yeah, she looks good. I can get her in my hotel. Challenge is accomplished. I'm in the fucking mode, basically.
1: Yeah. I mean I did all night. I'm not bragging, I'm saying did like say- I I'm just saying I was there. Yeah, like
0: fucking, but it's almost like.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. But
0: almost like fucking yourself.
1: Well, spiritually, I was. Spiritually, I was hurting myself, you know. I was hurting myself spiritually. It's very, because, because here's the thing. Who, when you, when you make those type of decisions out of insecurity and not out of a place of love for yourself first, then it's careless. You don't have any feelings toward anyone. You're not feeling um, the... Uh, here's a better example. If, let's say you and I were in a relationship. We're not, we're not in a relationship. But let's say you and I were in a relationship and I we genuinely connected on all levels. That feeling is what everybody is after, but they go about it by doing the things yeah. that are the opposite of that feeling to try to feel that. And so when you do that, you feel worse. You feel horrible. You feel pain. You feel suffering because you still did not get that feeling that you were really after, which is that connection. And so I hope that answered your question, did it? Or did it not?
0: 100% does because what you're saying is what we want is deep intimacy, where we feel seen, heard, where we have that connection, where it feels, you know, but we can go about that in the wrong way, as in like, it's just, as you said, it's more of like a bodily, I can't go deep. And this is my whole premise, well, over my book. So the book that I'm doing is um, around love. But I kind of start it by saying, I feel like I was fucking everyone my entire life. (laughs) I got to that point, and a huge awakening because if you can't drop into the deepness of you, and that's not saying I—I was with someone for 13 years. That's saying I couldn't drop into that deepness within me. So how could I drop into that with somebody else, even though I was married? So there's no judgment. I can't judge anyone because I think it's the journey, and sometimes. You can be with someone and drop into your soul, or you can't, and that's okay. It's okay to go like, this person doesn't spark that in me, and I can't do that. Whether or not it's one person you met for one night, or for 13 years, and to go, I can't go deep here. This isn't sparking my soul. I feel disconnected, and it's okay to walk away from that, and it's almost like every single time you do that, you're reborn, so it's no judgment. It's going, I'm not judging because how could I judge when I felt like I was, you know, almost fucking in a relationship? How could I judge someone that done it one night? Like there is no judgment. It's being true to yourself and then moving away from what doesn't resonate with your soul without shame, because it's like there is no shame. Like, hey, no one teaches you this shit. My parents didn't teach me this stuff. They didn't sit down and go, hey, let's have a little look at this <laughs> as
1: right. the alarm
0: goes off. But it's almost like a process we need to learn ourselves because we've solved this illusion of to even look this way or be this way, like how you started this, Carl. But even being objectified in a sexual way feels empty. It's like right. that person's just interested in my chest because <laughs> I've got right. a big chest. But just to say that, You know, in in the moment, if that person is just concentrated on my chest. Right. Then I'm like, well, what's the point? This is not a connection. This is somebody who just wants my chest. And quite frankly, (laughs) I could be a robot with a chest.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: You know, know, so there's an element of, look, it's not either or, but realizing that true connection comes from within, from you. True beauty comes from within. True true soul connection comes from within. Let's let's encourage that, Carl. You know, that's what we're saying. We both live these journeys and realize actually it doesn't fulfill your soul. It feels empty. It feels, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. I can even, I can even say, and I think I'm glad you said relationships too, because there were you, I've heard people say they've been with people for a week and knew that that was the person they were supposed to marry and they stayed married for 35, 40 years. And then you, there's people who've been together for 20 years and they get married and they stay together six months. It's all comes down to what you just said. You, it, it's not a time and space thing. It's, a, it's almost a knowing of your of of who you are and accepting who you are and being direct and for forthcoming with what you are wanting to attract because that's the thing if you know what you want to attract if you know who you are you know what whatever you could meet you marina could meet somebody tomorrow and just get married like it's really that simple but we we put these preconceived ideas that we're there's there's got to be either some time element to it or some type of i got to work on me thing onto it and that's what causes the yeah. doubt and when the doubt sets in then you're furthering yourself away from the things you really desire like you just keep going further and further away but the more you say i love myself i know i'm going to track what i want i know i believe in myself i know that i'm great i know that i'm everything I know, I know, I know, not hope, I know. That's my issue with Joel Osteen. My only issue with Joel Osteen is he teaches people to believe in hope. But hope is like this, it's still doubt. You hope something's gonna happen. When you know, when you know it, that's what brings it. The more you know yourself, that's your whole motto, knowing yourself. Connecting to yourself,
0: accepting yeah. and yourself. And, oh, Kyle, like, as you say, yes. And as you say it, like, honestly, like, I can feel like I'm so excited because nothing changes unless it changes in the now. That's the whole point of hypnosis. You can't change anything unless it's in the now. You can do that quick, you can do that straight away. It's now, 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 now. So, in the essence, your language is powerful. Yes. Now you are enough. Now yes. you are beautiful. Now you are connected. Now you're now not yes (laughs) now and and the hope you know the language of that it's still
1: not you know now hope because hope says
0: and the time and
1: space hope makes it like it's far away it's never going to happen it's going to happen one day i hope i don't know it's i don't know well, if you don't know, then the knowing goes. Well, I' gonna stay over here because I, I don't know what you want. <laughs> I need to know what you want. Then it comes, you know. So that's my. I'm not. I'm not disrespecting Joel Osteen. I'm saying that's the only part of what he says that I don't resonate with when he uses the word hope. I don't like when anybody uses the word hope because I feel like that word hope is just keeping you from what you just said, the now.
0: So true and so powerful. It's everything in the now and it's us thinking that we are not it now, that we are not love, that all of these things, it's now, 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 now. And stepping into that, like no one can tell you, you as you said, you can't get married to the right perfect person tomorrow. No one can tell you, you need, you know, Yep, you need to know them eight years and they can get married. Guess what? I've done that and I got divorced. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it's like, no one can. It's your story. You write the story and we make these boxes and fit people into these boxes and do all this. When it actually, it limits us. And what you're saying around space and time is so very true because this we is- create it. Like, do you need three years in therapy? No. Do you, can you change now today? Yes. Can you accept yourself fully now? Yes.
1: That's my, this is my, this is the conf, the conflict I feel in film right now. As a filmmaker, I'm starting to try to change how I make movies because movies are actually made to program us to think a certain way. We talked about this on the Unmasking series that we did together where uh when you watch a romantic movie boy meets girl they love each other that should be the end of the movie the end they love each other it worked but for some reason in movies it's always boy meets girl they love each other and then something tragic happens and then they got to find their way back to happiness again and i hate that arc because or arch because it's basically Programming people to 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 think that you can't just have bliss. You just can't have a wonderful life. It's just it's got to be this conflict of oh some. My God, of is some that story. a film?
0: Is that a film? And this is this is a wonderful life. Do you know what? Like that is monumental. What you just said. Because we can have the honeymoon effect every day if we choose it. You know, every if day can be Christmas. Every day can be Valentine's Day. If you choose, you choose. I, I hug whoever I see, you know, if they need a cuddle, I give them a cuddle. I buy myself a roses when I want roses. Like every day, like I can choose. And I can choose to be in that Valentine's Day is every day, Christmas is every day or, you know, treat everyone with that Christmas vibe. We choose. And the honeymoon effect is you could be on bliss forever.
1: Absolutely.
0: If you're always in grace, if you're always in grace and you can go look up, you know, bless me for this person. Thank you, God. And you start with that intention. And if you don't start start your day with that intention with that person, and that doesn't resonate with you, then please leave, please leave. Because you are gonna stop them from living their life and doing their path. You'll make them ill, you'll cause them trauma. But if you can't start the other day, we're going, thank you, the person and the soul that's with next to me by my side. Thank you for them being here. Thank you for their energy, their presence. If you can't start your day like that, and it's the opposite. Oh, I want to put this guy down. I want to be horrible to this guy. This guy's not enough, he's not doing this for me. Oh, If you're starting your day like this, speaking to the women, leave. Don't destroy the man. If you can't do that, make that commitment to yourself and to them. And if not, that's okay to it's okay to walk away. Don't block their path, don't make them ill. Don't make yourself ill.
1: Absolutely. I'm passionate about this
0: car because I've seen it with my own
1: experience. Absolutely, I agree.
0: because that's bliss just having someone that appreciates you is enough and that ritual that that ritual is what you're talking more of a soul relationship where you just wake up in grace like thank you for this person it's not expectation you're not expecting them to be there or to do that but you're just honored for that soul to be in your life and to be sharing that journey on that day because tomorrow is not guaranteed
1: Absolutely. we everyone, not, in not, everyone in the
0: world does not. Everyone in the world does not. Wow.
1: I, I, I love the whole, what you just said about the daily journey of just ex, enjoying the day. You know, tomorrow is tomorrow. Yesterday was yesterday. But in the moment, in the now, the word now again, that's when you find the most bliss. Mm-hmm. And the more you create that in the now, the more the now will remain consistently blissful. Just like, put, picture it this way. The way that people, most people, think of negativity, and it consistently happens, is because they're consistently in a state of thinking negative thoughts. But if you're consistently in the now thinking positive thoughts, that positive will consistently stay, just like the negative consistently stay. People have been programmed to think that everything is so distant that you're. If you're programmed to think that. Bliss is distant from you. Then you're always going to be reaching for something that you never will achieve. You never will achieve it because you're thinking it's in the distance. It's one day. I'll get there. I don't know. It's a journey. That's my favorite. It's life is a journey and it has ups and downs. Yeah, because that's what you want, fool. You want ups and downs. I don't want ups and downs. I want wonderful experiences that help me grow that's what I want and yeah, I want it's how those, we... and I want those experiences to help others in any way that I can help them in their experiences and that's that's the key you know it's um i I feel like that like for me i've never uh I've never been married, but it's because I feel that if you're going to do that, you want to do it from the perspective of, of, of close the door, close the door. Okay. Thanks. Um, You want to do it from from the perspective of, I know who I am and I want the person that I am with to know who they are. That's how people should look at it. And we come together and experience and explore life together in a loving way. And if that time is forever, great. But if it's only for five years, great. Two weeks, great. But this whole notion of you got to be mine or else you're mine and you're my possession and and you got to do what I say. And what time did you come home last night from the club? And let me check your phone. That is in same because that is not yeah. connecting so, to absolutely that's
0: love. That's, that's not, it's fear,
1: it's fear, it's
0: control and it's fear. And that's so, not love. So and so who for me, wants that?
1: For me marriage is two people coming together and having fun until whatever life brings them says, Hey, and it might say, stay together. It might actually say, stay together, or it might say, no, the end. And most people don't want to do life that way. They want what they call security, but security is knowing who you are. That's your security is your knowing who you are in the now. That's the only security that you need.
0: How wise? Well, you are the security. And when you step into that, you don't trade. You don't trade financial security, status, power, money, control, you don't trade. I know who I am, I've got it all within. And now I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give to someone else. I'm gonna give to the relationship. Now it's a different paradigm. And then it's based on freedom. You want to go out, you go out, you do, you you create. And not only that, but also I'm interested in what you're doing in this world. You're serving your purpose. And I want to support that and love that. And I'm interested in you. Because again, if we don't have that, we might meet someone and they might seem secure and tick the boxes, but our soul might not feel that it's aligned because they're not really aligned with our purpose and what we're doing in this world. They don't, they're not interested.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Covering your mouth there, Carl.
1: Oh, I'm telling I my daughter something. Silence. I was telling my daughter something. Oh, <laughs> that I was, was trying, very clever. I'm at the house right now, so.
0: <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, you know, so I think that's, you know, very, very important.
1: In yeah, I relationships. think. Um, some, now somebody's trying to call me, and I just told them no. It, it seemed like when you're doing wonderful moments like this, everything is just like happening, right? So but um what I was gonna say was
0: um, go i we're gonna bring this in, Kyle. We're gonna bring it in. Bring in the phone, bring in. It's almost like a gift.
1: Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's I was almost gonna,
0: like we're gonna, gonna be getting them rings.
1: The, I was gonna say, I think and What's I wanna
0: have What'd you say? The gift in the moment of the phone call. What was it? Uh,
1: it was a spam call. <laughs> a spam call. That, that's what it was. That's the gift. <laughs> oh man! But um, <laughs> but uh, no. I was just gonna say. And we um, laugh.
0: We laugh at that.
1: Yeah. I mean, everything, everything. We laugh at own. the spot. Absolutely. 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 And I think, and I was going to say That's this. That's
0: a prime example of how we deal with love.
1: Right. Oh yeah, exactly.
0: What a perfect example, because it interrupted, you know, not only have you spoken through this interview and how you've changed your consciousness, but the universe went, there you go. There's a call in the middle of the interview. And all you done was just laugh, and it was a spam call, and you laughed. Like that's, that's good. an example that's of good. you practicing exactly what you preach.
1: That's good. You on
0: path. You on that resonance. That,
1: no, that's
0: good. Thank you. Thank you. God. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That was good. Great, great analogy. Great analogy. Great analogy.
0: And can we talk about your song that I'll be listening to today, Carl?
1: Sure.
0: Because you are like, have got that music influence. And I know it comes in your, from your history, your background.
1: hmm Yeah, so my, my parents so talk were- talk to you about music. My parents were musicians. My mom was a piano player. My dad was a jazz guitarist. So we had music all through my house from the time I was literally infant until uh my mom wow. transitioned to the other side um years ago my dad still is still alive and my mom passed uh, years ago but all my childhood all I heard was music man I mean I literally got into uh-huh I think we still
0: we stopped there, but I was just gonna say, like, how old were you when your mom passed?
1: I was twenty three, so I was grown. I was an adult. But when you lose a parent, when you lose a mom at twenty three, you you just started to become an adult. So I didn't get to have that adult relationship with her, and I was starting to see that we were, we were developing that adult version of our relationship, which was going to be a ve- very beautiful relationship. Um, and, you know, she passed in a car accident, drunk driver. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I just had, we had music all through the house, man. And it's funny, most people wonder why I do more movies than I do music. And it's because um, years ago I just took to film because I, I, when I hear music, I see visuals with music. I can't hear a song without seeing a visual. So for me, it was like, I knew I could not make music without being a filmmaker. So I just decided to be a filmmaker because filmmaker, this is my original, a quote. So if anybody steal it, it came from me. Filmmaking is the only art form that requires all art forms. That's an original. That means that you have to have music in a movie. You have to have art direction in the movie. You have to have clothing in the movie. You got to have uh, interior decoration in the movie. You got to have film uh, cameras in the movie. You got to have acting in the movie. You got to have every art piece that you need is needed in a film to make a movie great. And so for me, it was about, well, I like, I already know how to do music and I already have a way to see visuals. So I have to be a filmmaker in order to make music. So really when I make records, I do, I've do. i done maybe only three records in my whole life. And it's because I've, I have three records and I've done 14 movies. So that tells you how much I hear music. And people tell me when they watch my films, they go, man, how do you do the, your music cues? Your music cues are just so on point with your visuals. And it's because I cannot hear a song without seeing a visual. I just, no matter what the song is, I see a visual.
0: Wow. I mean, honestly, I'm blown away. It's like super talent. And to have it described to me this way, it's just like you're channeling God.
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: what a gift. Oh, wow. Like, because I love film, but I never understood because I love music. I love the creatives. I love it all. But I never looked at it like that. That that has blown me away, that element. And wow, like what a gift to say like Marina, like I can see it, but when I see the, the song, like I see the visual, I see it being played out. Like it's all of your senses and you wanna, you know, why not make and create something in this world that stimulates it all, the sound, the sights,
1: yeah, yeah. I you know. just,
0: I mean not the I, touch, but we could touch, we could touch it if it was a theater, maybe experiential. I don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> but
1: seriously. Yeah.
0: It's like stimulating all oh, immersive.
1: It's very immersive and it's um what's what's crazy is I, I've never really ever done a concert tour because of that. Like I could have toured with this record I just put out because I now have a following of people that follow my work, they follow my movies, they follow my podcast, they follow my music. But I just haven't toured because I can't see myself getting on stage singing songs when I can see the visual of each song. It's like, it's hard. So it's like, for me, I have to literally make film
0: I love I love that. And if- Do you know, as you're saying this, what comes to me is like the immersive, because I want to do events around love and Valentine's Day to bring people back to the fact that they are love. You don't have to be in a partner. What are the wedding vows you'd say to yourself? But what comes to me when you're saying this is, you know, like almost like a theater-y type production, but your music behind it. So, you might be singing, but you might not be on the stage. You'll be in the background. And then the people are acting out what is going on. So, you're bringing it to life. And then they're going away, the people that come, not with disconnecting, just to go crazy and disconnect from the moment, but to go away, to experience it, to immerse in it, and to go away with a learning, to go away with a lesson, and to go away with something which feeds their soul and penetrates their soul almost, as I say it. Honestly, as I say it, Kyle, as I say it, my hands are tingling. Like, my hands are tingling. Like, because even for this Valentine's Day thing. Well, Kyle, I'm like you. I'm born on Valentine's Day. And it's going to be my 40th. And I was like, what do I want for my birthday? And I just want to bring people around to create love. Sit on the floor with candles. Understand that they're the person that wants to hear this. But it's almost like it's been coming to me in bits. But as you're saying this, I'm like, I get it. Because I was like, today I was thinking around acting. And it's like, I don't really watch TV, but there's something about theatre, there's something about being immersed. There's something about people experiencing these experiences, which changes people's lives in a way of sound healing, sound frequency, the energy, the acting, the, the whole thing together. With almost being able to feel it, is so transformational. And that's you. You're Marina. This is me. And it's almost like when that's ready, when it's right to be born, it's going to be born. It will be everywhere, and it'll be unique. It'll be yours. Similar with me. Well, I'm. You know, it's, we might do it together. But it's almost like <sighs> beautiful.
1: love
0: it wow How, do you know I, the only thing I get is you're honouring your mum like I get strong you're honouring your mum like uh, uh, as I say that there's an element of like again I'm getting tingles in my legs so I don't know what that means like from your mum Um, But there's an element of that. Tell me about that. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful. You're what you're leading we're saying your mum led by fear and that caused you to rebel and go and do your own path anyway. And what you've learned is what you've learned is to actually use what she's given you but then lead by love, which is love is given freedom to choose and walk in in the light and showing in the example of the way because you can't change others you can just go, okay like I can't keep telling telling people no you do it you do it you step in the light you show people either want to follow and rise or they don't no judgment and love and acceptance for all else along the way so that's Beautiful. But to summarise that, what is your mum's teachings, would you say? Like if you could summarise them for her and her legacy, because she's there now. She's with you now.
1: Hi, mom. Thank mm-hmm.
0: what did your mum call it Hmm. Mm. Beautiful.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: but well, I love it because it's like, yeah, it's all about not preaching, isn't it? As you said, and it's all like, all religion has truth, and the ultimate thing is that we are all one and we are all connected. We are all light, and it's that message. It's that that we want to hang on to because without judgment, without love, without step, you know, stepping into that is power. It's togetherness. It's not separation. And church is at home, right? It's that all. It all starts at home. There's no point going to church and judging everyone. Yeah. Is, it's all the time, yeah. All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Every day. We don't have to. We yeah, we've got nothing to prove. It's just you follow your soul without judgment. Every day. Thank you for the honor, Carl. Thank you for the honor. (laughs) thank you same thank you oh yeah honestly Thank you, Paul. No, thank you. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for being in your heart. Thank you for everything you've shared with me. And it's just when you find souls along the journey, which spark your soul on your mission and have a similar like mission, if you want to call it that on this earth. And it's just to simplify it, you know, coaching wise, it's probably, I want to put my hypnosis online. And I want people to be able to go and get the hypnosis track and download that and play that. And they can they can change in the now. Like I don't want to keep people in coaching for years. I've done the coaching, I've done the counselling, it's that simple. You can do it yourself. And that's what I want to do, and that's what I want to create by doing this. They can listen to these, they can do it themselves. And yeah, I honor honor you on this journey. I'm so excited to meet with you finally and work with you and just keep shining. Keep a happy Christmas, my love. Yeah, happy Christmas, your mum is proud. No, like honestly. And if we can step into that, she is. In the now, Carl, feel it. Love you. (laughs) Thank you, Carl.